On this podcast, we love taking a closer look at parts of a business that might fly under the radar public perception, but are nonetheless integral to making it all work. Few company departments embody this quite as much as human resources, responsible for everything from payroll, talent management, employee benefits, training, compliance, workplace safety, and much more. So today, we're peeling back the curtain to talk with JotForm's own HR business partner, Matt Ramond, to see what goes into running an HR department at a global tech company. Welcome to Momentum, a podcast by JotForm, where we talk about the technology, productivity tips, insights, and best practices that help us move forward in business and in life. Let's get started. All right. Welcome to the show. My name is Elliot, your host, and I am here today with Matt, who is JotForm's HR business partner. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you. So today, obviously, I want to talk to you about what you do, HR. Um, it's one of the potentially the most important things at any company and one of the things that people probably talk about the least, especially you know if they're looking at a company or, or anything like that. But HR is really one of the backbones of, of any organization organization. So I think it'd be great to get your perspective as an HR professional, um, just in general, and specifically at a global tech company like JotForm. Um, But before we dive into the nitty gritty, I'd love just to learn a little bit more about you, your background, and uh, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, So um, I've been at JotForm for about a year now. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been such a great experience. Prior to JotForm, I was with the same company for my entire career. Um, Started um, with, uh, with and my former company was not tech based, mm-hmm. so it was an interesting transition going to tech. Um, you know, I started in a very frontline role and then worked up to a business operations and strategy role, um, and uh, got really into the operations of the company. And going through that, um, you know, typically what we talk about in business operations and strategy. For strategy, there's three parts of it. There's the um, strategic uh, analysis, formulation, and implementation. And I, you know, felt that going through that process at my old company, what tended to happen is that the, the analysis and the formulation was there, but ultimately the implementation is where things sort of fell apart a lot of times. So I realized that's really a people thing. For the HR processes. For just business operations okay. in general, um, which actually got me really interested in, oh, implementation of strategic initiatives and business operations really revolves around, you know, people and making sure that people have a say in what's happening and they can contribute their knowledge for their different functions. Um, And that sort of opened the doors to HR for me. Okay. So you weren't in HR at all. I don't think I uh, I caught that. That was just a completely side. Yeah. Interestingly, I was, uh, I transitioned to my old company from business operations to HR specifically for this sort of strategy reason um, and got more involved in, you know, the HR and getting buy-in for larger group decisions. And that really opened opened the doors to um, my HR experience in general, and then took on more HR-related projects at my former company, and then ended up um, running HR for the company. Sure. So okay. it Very was cool. uh, yeah, a really cool experience, and um, 
transitioning to JotForm was uh, really fun and exciting. I've gotten to take a lot of the knowledge that I learned there and apply it over here as well. Yeah, that's up. great. Yeah. Um, and your realization that you know it is about the the people ultimately. I mean, human resources has human in the title, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, what what exactly like drew you to that? Because I think that's I expected you to have like gone to college for human resources, yeah. which is a which is a common major, and then kind of you know came at it from the beginning uh, from that angle. But you transitioned sort of mid career almost. Yeah. Like what I know you mentioned the the people angle, but what really drew you to that? If you could expound more on why you turned to HR. Yeah, I I think that um, one of the things that I was seeing in general business in general um, was group decision making mm-hmm. and getting buy-in for for really important initiatives in organizations and understanding that the momentum that comes from getting people really excited about decisions and the trajectory of, of an organization's future or their future mm-hmm. unleashes a lot of um, a lot of positive energy that Absolutely. can um, help people individually and ultimately help the organization um, so that was sort of a, an aha moment. And um, I started to look at, at HR as an opportunity to um, carry that out a little bit more. And the more I got into HR, the more I really liked the nuance of it mm-hmm. um, and the fact that in some respects it's really granular and very detail-oriented. Yes, anyone who's filled out HR documents <laughs> can probably attest. Yes, yes. Uh, and then on the flip side, there's also a really global component that um, allows people in an HR position to interact with people in all different areas of the organization, which I found really, really um, exciting. Absolutely. You probably get to talk or interact with more people at a company, at least on some level, than almost anyone else. I um, imagine, you know, implementing and collecting documents and, and everything like that. Um, yeah. So you probably have a, a pretty unique perspective in, in that role, I imagine, if you're attracted to that. Um, human resources, obviously, it's a broad term. It encompasses a lot. You may mention a couple of these things already. Um, but I mean, everything from, you know, it, well, I don't want to take words from your mouth. <laughs> what does human resources, what does that encompass? Like, what do you do? Yeah. You got to summarize. In broad strokes, it's really helping individuals in the organization um, do their best work. Okay. Um, that That's at least from my perspective. And that takes a lot of forms. That's everything from understanding the, the compliance framework and like very basic HR frameworks mm-hmm. to um, helping people grow in and unleash their potential in terms of their management capabilities, their communication, their learning and development. So it really has a, a, a broad spectrum um, of touch points. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think, um, you know, this is a role where HR... A lot of departments at a company or, you know, take engineering, for example, I think of them sometimes as net positive, net neutral, net negative based on how they can actually impact an employee's time or user's time at the company. For instance, um, for support, I think in general, people who use support at a company, um, if they have a good experience with support, sure, that boosts their perceived value of the company. But if they have a perceived negative experience with support, that really, really downgrades. And similar with engineering, for instance, if you have a well-designed product, um, people just assume that status quo. You don't really realize that. Mm -hmm. Bad engineering, it really, really downgrades. Um, I was inclined initially to put 
put human resources in that same category as engineering, where if human resources functions well, you don't really notice it. Yeah. But if it functions poorly, you really notice it. Um, but what I'm getting to say is that I think there's a lot of net positive there, where if HR is functioning well, mm -hmm. there's actually a huge net positive for people. Like you mentioned, it can actually energize them, give them more resources. It's not just this thing that you turn to if you, know, you have to fill out a form or if you have some kind of uh, action that needs to be taken within the company. You can actually really help people. Yeah. Um, so it's not invisible. Um, like I kind of initially thought it was, even even hearing you talk about it preliminarily. Yeah. Um, all I have to say is, what are your some of, some of your primary responsibilities that can sort of enact that change? Like, sort of, what do you do on a on a daily basis, uh, and how do you approach a day at job form? Yeah, yeah. Sort of going to your point before, um, I I actually think that that's sort of been an evolution of HR over the past two decades is before it was very much procedural, very much operational, mm -hmm. where you kind of don't notice it until something breaks. Correct. Mm -hmm. um, but in the past, you know, two decades, 15 years, especially the past 10 years, um, what's been happening is it's been very much more of a proactive approach mm -hmm. um, to people teams and really helping um, individuals in the organization maximize their potential, right? So there is that underlying thing of um, overall making sure that you know, payroll is is done. Um, you know, uh, consistently working with the finance team, making sure that there's the compliance documents, mm -hmm. and then um, once that framework is in place, we start sort of looking at the employee experience and understanding the employee life cycle. Everything from recruiting to initial onboarding, somebody's first three months, how's their experience there, making sure that they feel welcome, making sure that they have the training that they need to do their job well. Um, once they get past that period and they're really working on um, understanding the organization and their role and increasing their performance in their role and feeling good about the work that they're doing, generating relationships in the organization, um, helping people understand what um, what performance looks like and what their career next steps will be um, is really, really important. And I think that's all to say that that doesn't necessarily have to be directly from HR. I think HR has a role in working with managers mm -hmm. to help facilitate that growth. Um, so to some extent, it is sort of behind the scenes still, but that's not to say that it's act not actively working with, with managers, with team leads, um, to, to generate that positive momentum for the team members themselves. Yeah, you're still taking that proactive step. Yeah. Um, to You don't just get the talent on board the company, but you're still invested in actually fostering that talent, which yeah. um, wasn't something that I really realized until like I sort of became a manager myself and, yeah. and had interactions with you about that and everything. And I think that's... Uh, that's really helpful. It's partly behind the scenes, but you're you're out there uh, in some ways in the trenches and the front lines, uh, making sure that people are people are happy and that they have that momentum, like yeah. you mentioned. So yeah. I think that's been awesome. Um, what's something you do just out of curiosity that out of all the responsibilities uh, that you have that would surprise people to know <laughs> that you do? Um, I, I think this is kind of the same for for every role at JobForm. Like, I think that all team members really step in and do like all sorts of various tasks when needed, mm -hmm. um, when when um, needs to be filled. Like, for example, you know, uh, one of the things that I did last week was um, uh, research particular type of screws that go in our conference table oh. because we needed them. So, like, probably you know, wasn't in the original job description. Yeah, but, yeah, know. exactly. That that was one that was not in the original job description. But you know, like that stuff that comes up um, that that needs to be done, and um, you know, 
I'm in the right place and the right time for it. So that type of stuff happens. So, and I, I don't think that's specific to me or an HR role. You know, I really see that as everybody in the company sort of stepping in to fill those, those, uh, uh, individual needs as they come up. Even if it includes uh, <laughs> researching screws. Uh, exactly. Did you find the right type did, of screw? Yes. Excellent, yeah. excellent. What kind was it? Um, they were cam pins. Okay. Actually, you know, the ones that go in Ikea furniture. Okay. Um, yeah, we needed a specific type of cam pin um, for our particular conference room desk that's similar to, to that, that sort of wedges everything together. But we found them, we got them, conference table ascend- assembled, so we're... We're happy. All right. We, we, we won't dive too to much into that. You know, I'm, I'm somewhat <laughs> interested in that. We'll keep it. We'll keep it on HR. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's an example of you know kind of the things that you you step in to do. Um, you know, given all the roles and responsibilities that your job kind of uh, encompasses. You know, from payroll, talent management, employee benefits, you know, development, compliance, training, all that sort of stuff. Um, how do you balance it all? Because that's kind of a lot. That's a big checklist that HR is responsible for. Like, how how do you approach managing that that breadth of content that you're responsible for? Yeah, I, I think, um, so first and foremost, I, I think just um, from a personal perspective, having having everything documented, having everything in the calendar, having checklists um, and automated reminders is so, so important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but ultimately, even if we have our plan for the day, things are going to come up and we're going to have to shift. So it's really about understanding what's the priority on each initiative and allocating specific time for it. And if you know, time gets eaten up by something else, um, being conscious of being able to shift and, and establish new priorities based on what's happening in a given day, week, or month. Yeah, just um, kind of having prioritization and adaptability in, in that regard. Um, how, how big is the, for perspective, how big is the team at JotForm? You know, we're a few hundred people, the company as, as a whole. How big is the JotForm HR team? Yeah, so, so we have uh, between the uh, HR and recruitment team, um, uh, actually, just on the HR side, we're about one uh, one HR person per um, per hundred employees, okay. approximately. Is that pretty standard for the yeah. industry? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that fluctuates a little bit, but um, you know, as the organization grows, I think that the the headcount grows, and then HR sort of comes in and fills in because we can sure. our role can flex a little bit, um, which is is nice. Okay. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, what would you say are some of the u- unique aspects or challenges of specifically being in an HR role at a global tech company like JotForm compared to potentially other industries? Yeah, I, I think um, the fast-moving nature of the work mm-hmm. um, always presents challenges, but also opportunities as well. Um, sure. You know, having having a truly global team that's working. Um, you know, when we're asleep and vice versa, um, is one of the, the interesting things that I had to get used to. But ultimately, there's a cadence to it that actually um, can be harnessed to, to benefit everybody in the organization. Um, you know, so for instance, uh, in the morning, I'll come in and I'll check my correspondence from the team overseas. And, and uh, you know, they'll be sort of at the end of the day when we're at the beginning of our day mm-hmm. um, and sort of check in on them. Um, see what needs to be done to continue the momentum of stuff that they're working on over there. Um, and then once that's done, they sort of log off. Um, there's time for interactions with U.S. team members and team members sort of in the, the Western Hemisphere. And then the afternoon can kind of be uh, 
put on projects. So sure. it, it's interesting that, you know, one of the things that initially can seem like a disadvantage actually can help structure our time to something that is advantageous. Yeah, the fact that it's asynchronous for most of the day with just a little bit of ov- overlap can actually help because you yeah. get some get some quiet time uh, where you can just kind of focus on your own projects. I've, I've felt that as well because obviously we have, we have colleagues all over the world. Um, how would you say you touched on a little bit in the way that HR takes some more proactive steps steps these days in fostering you know momentum and, and talent and everything else? But to, to elaborate on that, how would you say HR has just in general in that or other ways most significantly evolved over the years? What's yeah. been some of the bigger transitions? Yeah, I I think that HR and and let me back up and say. I think that employees' expectations of of what a company will give them has sort of changed over the years. Mm-hmm. So I think it used to be where you know you would stay with the same organization for a long number of years, and if you were there, you put in your time. You there would be promotions, and there would be a sense of stability and a st- sense of security for the long run. And that was you know like forty years ago. Um, I think that has shifted a lot of ways in that team members and and employees in in every organization are not looking for the security that they were before necessarily. What they're looking for is personal growth opportunities. And that doesn't come necessarily from being in the same role throughout your entire career. That comes from experimenting, trying new things. And I think that um, companies that can offer that sort of flexibility in terms of yeah, we know that that you may not be here forever. We want you here forever. But if Mm -hmm. you're not going to be here forever, what we want to do is give you the best experience that allows you to get the most skills as possible in this time that you're with us. So it almost takes on more of a mentorship um, and growth idea. And I think that that has been um, taken up by a lot of managers as well, where managers really understand now, hey, it's my job as your manager, not just to um, tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. I want to work with you on the growth of you as a professional and understand what your career goals are long term and how I, in my role as your manager, can help facilitate that while also accomplishing what the organization needs to get done. So it's kind of a shifting, really unique relationship that that's happened. And I think that the companies that attract the best talent and ultimately generate the best results have that mentality of growth and development in mind. So that's really interesting. I, I didn't expect that answer. Um, kind of the the shift from security to growth and advancement has been one of the biggest things that's actually impacted HR. Yeah. Uh, just to just rephrasing what you said and how you have to kind of adapt to that mentality. Um, yeah, out of curiosity, why why do you think that is? What societally has changed where people used to crave security now they crave growth? Yeah, I I think that it comes, and and this trend, I think, was started a a long time ago with larger organizations not being able to offer the security that that they traditionally had. So, for instance, in terms of, like, pensions and Mm -hmm. lifetime advancements, things like that. And ultimately, you said, well, if if that's not a benefit that, that these large organizations around the world can give, what are some ways that I can make sure that I'm a... Um, a viable candidate for other opportunities that come up. And it, I think it really pushed people to upskill and continue to look for how they can professionally develop themselves um, over the course of their career rather than saying, this is my spot, this is where I want to be, and I'm going to be in this role for my entire career. Um, and I think that that was also driven by by the shift from um from manufacturing to technology. Yep, I was um, just going to say that the tech boom yeah, must have had a play in that. I, I think it, it to some extent it did. Now, 
I also think the job form is really unique in that we look for people with tenure that are not job hopping, that actually yes. have that yes. um, really, yes. um, you know, like cultivated sense of organizational awareness mm-hmm. and have been able to navigate one organization for a long time. So that's actually like, you know, an interesting thing where we differ is that, yeah, we're not necessarily looking for people that are shifting every year. We want somebody that has established tenure and shown that they've grown in one organization for a while. Sure. And you 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 phrase that well, I think. Um but to see a prospective candidate who you know has three five year tenures on the resume as opposed to hopping around every every year or so you know maybe other employers wouldn't be deterred by that because that means they're ambitious or they have a drive for growth but yeah job formers very much I can attest to that uh, as a hiring manager myself that uh, we especially executive leadership very much like to see the the long tenures and, and it makes sense because there's something about the the loyalty aspect but also just being invested in the company just in general, I think it's nice to know that your employees are, you know, are in it for the the long haul. Yeah. Uh, so retention is is important, and it's probably a little bit scarcer in today's world where there are so many tech startups and like yeah. different options, and there's less impetus, there's less reason to to maybe stick around if you feel like you're you're stagnating. So that's a very interesting per- perspective. Um, thank you for sharing, uh, and. Kind of diving into the tech uh, tech aspect of that a little bit. How has technology impacted just your your functions at um, your job? Like, how much of it is automated these days? How much are you actually like stamping things on papers, shifting from one pile to the other? You know, yeah. people have this stereotypical view <laughs> of what an HR person does, but uh, how much of that is accurate nowadays in the digital era? Yeah, uh, and I think this is probably true for not just HR, but most roles that are that are happening nowadays, especially in, in tech forward companies. Um, you know, the goal is really to automate as much as possible. Mm-hmm. We want to take the things that are repeated processes and automate them so that we can free ourselves up for the deep thinking and the work that is like truly sure. human. Um, and, and I think that that is always the goal of especially HR, where we do have a lot of repeated processes, um, you know, building those processes so we don't have to necessarily focus on them. And then reserving a lot of thinking power and a lot of time for the nuanced cases that come up where we can actually exercise judgment and, and take appropriate action. Is it – I'm putting you on the spot here. What would you say is an example of a nuanced case? It doesn't have to be a real life life one, but yeah. what, what what is nuanced to you? So, so for instance, let's say um, hypothetically we would have an employee who has a very specific – um, uh, need for extended leave that's not covered by um, the Family Medical Leave Act or something like that. Um, that you know we want to provide something that may be um, fair to other employees, mm-hmm. uh, but also flexible for this employee and understanding like what are the boundaries that we can do to make sure that everybody's satisfied without somebody saying, "Oh, this team member is actually getting unfair treatment. Um, why don't I get that?" You know, like right. So, it's so a fine the, line. Yeah, yeah. And to to the extent we always to the extent possible, we always want to balance that flexibility right. and that fairness, so that individual team members can get their needs met, but also we're not creating an expectation um, that that's something that that can happen for everybody. Sure, so like understanding and sort of. I imagine the the larger the organization, kind of the more bureaucracy is involved in that because it sets a, a bigger example. More people can potentially see that and are affected. So, I'd assume that. Um, job form size, you know, we're not tiny, but we're not huge. We're kind of right in that border where there's yeah. some some room for flexibility, you know, but we yeah. can't do everything. So it's yeah. probably an interesting space to be in. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually <laughs> quite a fun space because 
also with a you know uh, an organization that's growing so fast there are these policies that we have to continue to refine and mm-hmm. grow because we're not a 10,000 right. person organization it's not really set in stone and and sort of coming up with okay what is the right thing to do in these specific circumstances what makes individual employees feel like their needs are met but also is fair to the organization and really the ecosystem that's you know not just jot form the company but jot form the employees and the team members and even the customers in the company like thinking about what's fair to to everybody right right and that can't be uh that can't be more important like i said that's where you don't want hr to be the negative that yeah. it's, that's the wrong example but again you're kind of molding it in a way because uh, yeah. we're at that stage of growth so that's that's got to be a cool position to to be in um how do you think the field of hr will continue to you know evolve in the future we've talked about you know technology automation but where do you think it's headed yeah and and i think this sort of this may be framed by my my previous um you know education and experience coming from business operations mm-hmm. and strategy um you know i think that biz ops and strategy is sort of um it's becoming less centralized. It's going more to the people in the specific um, roles who are leading the specific roles to understand, you know, what the market is telling them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with that, what tends to happen is a lot of the um, a lot of the decisions are generated by data, right? So. I think what happens from a strategy perspective is that HR team members are a little bit more involved in the decision-making about um, how we facilitate communication among those different team members um, so that they can sort of have that cross-functional knowledge of what's happening with marketing, what's happening with product, what's happening with the organization structure as a whole. Um, And and I think that that is something that you're going to continue to see from HR as sort of helping a facilitator of communication among the different uh, parts of the organization. Yeah, that's um, yeah. That, that's really interesting because you know normally you'd think that would fall to a certain executive or, yeah. or anything like that, but HR is already sort of doing that in a, on a smaller scale by you know helping managers. How can you talk to your direct reports and, and stuff like that? So it makes sense, you know, helping teams. How do you talk to other teams and yeah. facilitate that that conversation? So more of that proactivity, um, I think, which is which is really great to see. Yeah, and especially in in organizations that aren't super hierarchical. You know, mm-hmm. executives have so much on their plate. And right. granted, like communication is definitely a key priority for them. But, um, you know, to the extent that HR can help facilitate those communications and those communication channels, um, you know, we, we want to do that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been really revealing, I think, having this conversation with you, even even for myself and getting here about all these um, different perspectives uh, that you bring, bring to the table. And I was just thinking about that. It's like HR, it r- does sometimes have that almost negative association or stereotype where people are are scared to be called into the HR office. They're scared to go up to the HR person. You know, every time you get an email from HR, it's like, (laughs) oh, damn it, like another one. Um, How do you go about breaking down that barrier where, you know, no, HR is in your corner. It's here for good. We, we can't help to, to the average, like layman in a company who isn't a manager. Like how, how do you get over that sort of hump of HR sometimes have having a negative connotation when in reality, it's the exact opposite. I, I think it actually comes down to the percentage of communications that are positive versus negative. Yeah, you know, like, sense, totally. like any relationship, if the only time you hear from HR is something negative, then that's yeah. going to be the connotation that's driving. Absolutely. But, um, but you know, if, if you know the HR person, you have conversations with them on an ongoing basis, you have, they help you out with different communications and, and problems that you're trying to solve. 
um, then I think that the relationship is one of trust. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, this um, this function can't really be effective without that trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really important that that um, HR is involved in a lot of these things, not from a, a you know a perspective of well, this is what's in the best interest of the organization, but really how can I help you as an individual contributor, as a manager, do your work better. Um, or give you ideas, um, or help facilitate communication. So, um, you know, the more positive interactions we can have with team members, the better off it's going to be. Yeah, that's uh, excellent advice, um, excellent perspective. Thank you for sharing. Um, I think I might know the answer, um, but I'd like to hear it sort of in your words. Like, what is it that you find most rewarding about what you do? Yeah, I actually think the individual um, communications with team members have been really rewarding. And then seeing how those sort of level up on a system-wide perspective has been really cool as well. You know, so, um, you know, having different talks with managers about um, communications and how they can help their team members Mm -hmm. grow and develop um, and and get to the next place in their careers. And then sort of seeing that fulfilled um, months and years down the line is always really, really exciting. Yeah, I imagine it must be. I mean, like I mentioned in the beginning, you probably have more interactions with more people in a company than I'd say almost anyone, um, again, on, on some level. So to be able to see that sort of um, evolve uh, has to be rewarding. Um, how do you define success in HR? Like, yes, maybe there's metrics, Oh, you make <laughs> sure everyone signed their I-9 or yeah. whatever. Um, but, you know, for you, you personally, like, what does success look like in HR? When do you know you've done a good job? Yeah, I, I think it comes back to that trust factor that you were talking about. In mm-hmm. terms of metrics, I think that that changes depending on the stage of the company. Sure. Obviously, a very new startup is going to have metrics around you know recruitment and um, an applicant pool and getting getting people in to do the work. And very mature companies are going to have um, more success based on longevity, based on performance. Um, but my personal metric is really. Um, just making sure that people feel comfortable with HR and see HR as an actual resource um, mm-hmm. rather than a hindrance to their work. Resource rather than <laughs> hindrance. Yes, that's it's all in framing. It's all in marketing, as yeah. they say, marketing <laughs> HR. Um, yeah, I mean, this has been really insightful. I, you know, you know a lot about this topic. Um, I think you you live and breathe these principles that you were uh, talking about. Um, just having worked with you for for a year, uh, what would what advice would you give to let's say other aspiring HR professionals who are looking to enter the industry or people looking to you know maybe take their career to the next level or thinking about transitioning to HR like like you did? What would be your if you had to distill it? What would be your advice to them? Uh, find find a good mentor. Okay. I think just like any career field, um, I think that the people that you surround yourself early in your career will shape um, not only how well you do at it and your technique in the in in your craft, but also your outlook on it. Um, and I think that is just as important having a, a positive outlook on your career and what you contribute as an individual um, and what you bring to the table personally and professionally is really, really important. So um, find people that you respect, that you know do a good job and ultimately are help, willing to help you grow. That's great. Awesome. Um, conversely, from the other angle, if you're an organization um, who is looking to maybe establish an HR department or revamp it, uh, what advice would you give them to you know, start getting that in place? Yeah. 
find somebody who's really good with the details <laughs> in the beginning. Okay. Um, you know, somebody who's detail oriented, who understands the concepts, understands the compliance frameworks, understands the policy and policy creation. I feel like um, it's harder to build that expectation in later on. You know, right. it's nice to start with this sort of framework and say, okay, here are the, the rules and regulations that w- as a company we have to follow um, and sort of set that level ground and then sort of build in um, a little bit more of the the nuance into it as it grows. But I think that having somebody who's really knowledgeable about the specifics mm-hmm. um, right off the bat is helpful. And obviously people who are personable too. Find somebody who who has underrated, that. <laughs> underrated, but, <laughs> that, but important. You got to have some the some the soft yeah. skills too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I think that you know that combination. Um, you know, I think sometimes when when people are hiring, they look for just the skills in terms of the technical mm-hmm. capability, or they look for just the skills in terms of the people capabilities. Um, especially in this role, I think it's really important to to balance both. Excellent. Yeah. No, great advice. Great advice. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for, for lending your perspective today. This has been uh, really, really nice to hear. Uh, peeling back the layers <laughs> of what you do, how you think, um, and how HR really operates at a, at a business. Uh, before we leave, is there anything you kind of want to mention that we didn't cover today or, or leave on? No, I, I think we covered a lot. I'm uh, really happy to be here and I appreciate you um, having me on. This was great. It was, it was awesome to have you, Matt. Really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. We will uh, catch you on the next episode.